This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live show here on Twitch. Brought to you by Frontline Gaming, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I'm your host, Reese, with the most mustache. It's true. Uh, as you notice, co-host, the dirty, the dirty dog. The dirty banana. The dirty the banana. Dirty that dog. mustache is making me, there's a lot of repercussions for that mustache. I had to go. <laughs> I won't go into details. <laughs> Your rankings are There's a lot of misunderstandings at the gym. You're becoming <laughs> high ranked. It's funny, on camera though, my mustache doesn't look even. Like, I think, it doesn't look even I think in my, person. I need to have like a better angle there. Look at this. What is this? We got a subscriber. Sigmund Gregorian, thank you so much for subscribing. Nice. We, we definitely Ooh. appreciate it. But uh, as always with me, co-host the Dirty Banana, who is now partially clean-shaven, looks more like Ad- Ad- Avril Lavigne or Adam Lavigne? Adam. <laughs> Avril <Jesus>. Lavigne. <laughs> Every day. Dude, I had such a crush on her when I was growing up. I was like, I'll be your skater Were boy. Were you a skater? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's a joke. That's the, you beat me <laughs> yes. That's the only joke about Avril Lavigne. Uh, have you heard, though, that she actually died... And is now there's a clone. There's somebody who's impersonating Alfred. It's a whole conspiracy theory. That's awesome. Look it up. If you don't know, it's insane. Is she from? I mean, people like put together like a ton of evidence, like photos. Like, look, there's a mole here. There wasn't a mole here. So like, there's a whole story that she died, and then like the record company found like a body double replacement. That is awesome. It's there's, it's creepy. It's the like, weirdest. I've thing. heard the same thing for uh, Taylor Swift. Like she killed somebody to become Taylor Swift. Okay, and then at the. The world is flat, and we're controlled by the Draco Reptilian Alliance. How do you know it's not flat? You ever been to the end? It's true. <laughs> have you ever been to space? I have not. Yeah. You and James Carmona Boom. can okay. talk about flat Earth. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is crazy. But uh, also with me is Abraham Franklin. <laughs> Boom. Haters going to hate. <laughs> that's the good Reese the does not game. like Abraham Lincoln. To be fair, He's a, we should give credit where yeah. credit is due. Mariana came up with that joke this morning. Oh, but yeah. the best of the neckbeards. Strongest. Strongest. Strong. It's a strong. He's fighting for the rights strong of the neckbeards. <laughs> really as, as Abraham Lincoln fought for the rights of every man, Frankie's foca- yep. focusing on fighting for the rights of men with bad facial hair. And Reese hates Abraham Lincoln. That's yeah, you heard it Man, here. Yeah. You guys not. listen to the pre-show. He doesn't. Reese he doesn't like, like anything he stood for. Hates it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like the the Vampire Hunter version of it more. It you know the, the, the Vampire Hunter was book so was actually not bad though. I heard it was the a good book yeah, was pretty the book good. Was good. The the show or movie they made was not good. The movie was, it was really terrible. Bad. Wasn't he like chopping down trees with a single swipe of his like hatchet? They were, yeah. yeah. Well, he was supposed was to, like in like real life, Abraham Lincoln too. was like supposed to be like like strangely strong. Like people would he be like, how? He was also like seven feet tall. Yeah, he'd be like, how is this guy so strong? And he just was like weird. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he didn't cut down trees with a single swipe of his axe though. Were you there? No, I wasn't. No. Boom. All right. Well, Anyways, debunked. we could do a whole show by Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> we could. We should on his birthday. We could. On, on President's birthday. Day? Yeah. I'll wear, I'll wear a top hat. Are you sure? <laughs> He's going to be a reenactor in Old Town. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you're doing on the that's side. That's it, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so anyway, 
enough about how okay. frankly looks like, Frankie looks like one of our greatest presidents. <laughs> yeah. But one of his least appealing aspects. <laughs> it's all day, folks. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, new release for this week is Blood Bowl. There's also some other accessories, yeah, uh, including yeah. the Dwarf Team's uh, card pack. There's some Shadespire um, leader cards, really all kinds of fun stuff. It's real solid. Really and the Blood, the Blood real, Bowl team is the Nagaroth Nightmares. It's a Dark Elf team. So very cool if you're a Blood Bowl fan. You might want to pick that up. If you do, you can get it at a discount from Frontline Gaming th- with free shipping for orders $99. And up within the continental United States. Ha <laughs> ha. Which is Canada. not Alaska or Canada. Or, or Alaska, Alaska or Hawaii. Or the Puerto Rico yeah. or Guam. But you do get a discount if you order through you still Puerto do Rico get that or discount. Guam. Yeah. That's a benefit. See? That's what you get we for being even, a protector. You can't even sell to you if you're in Canada because of GW's trade policies. True. But Guam, the territories of Guam. Territories, man. We'll hook you up. The shipping might be a little rough. Right, don't ever say the U.S. didn't do anything for you. Don't ever say right. Donald Trump did nothing for you. For Guam. You get a 15% <laughs> discount. Yes. There you go. Off yeah. your plastic toys. There you go. So the, the Nagaroth <laughs> Nightmare is a pretty cool looking team. It's a, I've always been like peripherally interested in Blood Bowl. I played it, the old Blood Bowl, like a long time ago. Um, however, there's a couple people in our office who are like aggressively getting people to do like have a league well, there, yeah, for, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the summer when the football season starts here in the U.S. One of our painters is like yeah. super amped. And yeah, he's a big bodybuilder and he's aggressive. Uh, so it's like you, ha- you have to be is like, yeah, fine. You? Call HR. Oh, that's me. Never mind. Is that why you shaved your mustache? I did. <laughs> made you feel less <laughs> He was so man. emasculated that he shaved his mustache. He's like a dog. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, we may we may play a Blood Bowl. It's, um, it's one of those things, like, if enough people, if you have a couple enthusiastic people, that's all it takes. With these games, like, you have to, the momentum has to be there. Like, there's yeah. always interest, yeah. but then nothing really ever kind of comes with it. Yeah. But, like, as soon as a few people get a war, like, you know, a team together, you start seeing it painted, you get a little excited. You start doing pairings like like an actual league, then I mean, it gets kind of exciting. I'm sure it'd be super fun. It's just yeah. it's cheap it, to get into. It, we're always so busy that it's like the the issue of like taking the time to like put them all together, paint them. Yeah, I'm sure once you got going, you'd have a blast because I've heard nothing but how fun Blood Bowl is. I haven't heard a single person say they didn't like it. Yeah, um, but it's just it's like one more thing for me. Actually, the hardest part is like I have to learn a new rule set. That yeah. is always the biggest hurdle for me to like jump into a new game. I'm like. Uh, like I want to play Conflict Forty Seven like really badly because like mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a World War Two buff. Although there's yeah, it's a great. Game. I've been embarrassed about some of the things I didn't. Like <laughs> yeah. In recent uh, uh, history, yeah, like the Allies won. Yeah. How did you not know Ooh. that? I was like, this isn't Germany. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes but, uh, you feel like it is. Well, Conflict Forty Seven hits all the right buttons for me because it's like the I love this the the yeah. setting. It's got that sci-fi element which. I would rather have that than not. Like yeah. I'd rather play that than Bolt Action or Flames of War. Yeah, um, it has a very like Hellboy yes feeling to oh, it. Total, that's like a really early good Hellboy, comparison. right? Like yeah. like when the World War II setting that he's in. Yeah, like it's very similar. To that that's what got me into it. Has all these cool units. The game of Bolt Action is actually pretty great tactically. The I know a lot of people are like, oh, the turn dice thing's weird, but that yeah, has that I'm has. Not super into that. That has a place in the game, right? Because yeah. like you pull out your dice, and if you get all yours at one, that's great. You get to do all your actions, but now your opponent gets the rest of the turn to do whatever they want. Yeah. So it's just again this time. Like we struggle to even have. Well, because I was I was going to speed paint yeah. it, and like I was playing. I have a couple models for the Russian faction. Yeah. And like really painting the vehicles and stuff for World War II is like the easiest thing ever. It's like mm-hmm. it's green, all pretty much done. Yeah. 
you know, and it's like the the Russian uniform was really really simple, mm-hmm. and it's like the 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 Germans and stuff. Like you basically you paint them gray and you, their helmets a different color. Mm-hmm. Pick out the skin, you don't. So like it's the modeling aspect of it. It's not that intimidating, but I really I opened up the rule book and I was like, holy shit! There's like 150 pages of rules. I was like, oh god. Yeah. And it's like if there was somebody around here that was like played it and was like could kind of walk you through it, it would make it a little bit easier to jump in. Yeah, that's the easiest way to learn a game is you find somebody that plays the game often and knows the rules and then they just run you through a game mm-hmm. yeah. that is the easiest because i hate opening up a rule book and like reading through the rules you it's just don't like terrible. to read period though so you can't read true it. i can't yeah thanks a lot because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's funny too because like uh, i've been playing a company of heroes too i don't people you might remember it's like an old uh, yeah, world war ii rts mm-hmm. um, but it's it's still have a really active community and there's been more content that's come out for it which i was really surprised by but uh, I've been playing that when my free time at home, and it's like, I was like, man, this game is so much fun. It made me think about Conflict 47, too. I was like, you know what would make this game even better? If there was power armor, power armor. Nazis in it. Uh, and, like, the, it's, the, the game looks really cool because it's got, like, power armor for each of the factions. Mm-hmm. And they just came out with the Italians. And it, they have, like, a roaming gladiator I, theme. I don't know how I feel about that, I, I love them. Yeah. I like, like, I liked all of them. That's the one, my least really? favorite. I that was the so Japanese cool. one I thought was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, come on. That was so on the um, nose. They're samurai power armor guys. Yeah, but it just the, it's <laughs> like, not It's not full, like, okay, these are, like, gladiators. It, it's, like, it, it was the elements uh, were there, but. I like it. I mean, I, I think it's just enough sci-fi to make it interesting. Like, the Germans have, like, like werewolves mm-hmm. that, like, like hunt in the night you know and like zombies yeah and zombies because they're so low on on mm-hmm. on people on, on yeah. fighting men that they started resurrecting soldiers and they call them the um like the dead core yeah. or something like that i can't remember but uh, it's really cool yeah. like i would love to play but it's just it's that that overcoming that hurdle of like mm-hmm. man you get that first couple of games is going to just be such a chore like oh yeah. what, how do i move again what do i do so and then getting and then doing it consistently because yep. yeah. like I find that I'll I'll get somebody to show me a game. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like I could probably get into it if I yeah. played more. But then there's just not enough people that are into it to like make it a regular thing. 40k is very easy to do consistently, yeah. right? You can go around the world, literally the world. Bring your army, and you're gonna find a game no matter what city you go to. Almost almost anywhere. Right? Really, like, like almost anywhere. But like if you want to play bolt action, or if you want to play war machine. There's a lot more effort. Like you got to seek out groups that play it. Yeah. You know? And then that is one of the main. And then, and then having that group be consistent, where they're playing yeah. weekly, is also difficult. So. Yeah. You know. And speaking of which, if you want to join in, uh, league play is a great way to keep a consistent group of people playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give a big shout out, if you want to play, uh, we've joined our league into the pretty much identical uh, a league that was occurring at another store in our area. Mm-hmm. Although it's the format's the same, you can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you do want to join up, this league has got like 60 people. Yeah, it'll be more it's now. Huge, yeah. It's huge. It starts up yeah. at the end of July. So we had our league had almost 20 people, and their league had like 50 people. So we've basically just joined together because there's no reason to compete. And if you want to play, you're in the San Diego area, you're willing to commute here and not too far away. Um, signups are going on right now at Addy's Games. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Um, our awesome buddy Keith right. is running it. It's pretty much the exact same format as the league that we were running mm-hmm. here. So we figured, why not? Why don't we all just join up together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be uh, Tuesday nights, but you again, you can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to get all your games in with your opponents. So if you want to participate, please do. Signups are occurring right now. 
Uh, and they kind of pair people up based on skill level. It's like the same thing. Yeah, you they have pods. So you get yeah. put into pods depending on your skill level. If you're new, you automatically go on the very bottom one. And at the end of each league, you move up in pods depending on how you did. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and, and people will move down for how stuff. they did right. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to get people playing against uh, opponents of their skill level so it's fun. Yeah. yeah. The problem yeah. is, though, you might, like, if they, they sometimes if they don't know you, like, if the organizer knows you, knows you're a good player, they'll, they'll seed you in a pod. But if he doesn't know who you are, and you show up, you're really good, and they put you in like pod nine, the bottom one, and you just smash everyone. That'll be, it'd be rough. It, I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. But like, it's only for one of the leagues, and you, yeah, you move up and. Yeah, hopefully none of those good players get put in Reese's league. I'm in bottom. Down in pod ten. I don't think I don't even know which pod. I don't even know which pod I'm in. I'm in like I think I'm in like four or three or something. Because Keith obviously knows he knows yeah. us. I'm at the bottom. And you didn't want to put like Frankie and I in, one. in the bottom pot. I'm the power bottom though. I'm yes. pod one. Where all the power comes from. Yeah. That's the chamber pot. Yeah. Chamber pot. <laughs> chamber pod. <laughs> that joke was not funny. That was really funny, actually. I thought it was extremely funny. Uh, other news, Kill Team is creating a lot of excitement. It looks like a fun and easy way to play a 40K style game. Uh, and it's also a really good way to get new people into the hobby because there's a low barrier of entry. So kind of like the gist of it, for those of you who are unfamiliar, mm -hmm. It's basically, it's extremely similar to regular 40K with some, there's some variations in the way you play. Uh, you have 100 points and a cap of 20 models total. Uh, typically speaking, though, you're going to be 10 or less. Yeah. Uh, but some of the factions like, you know, Orcs or Astra Militarum can get up into those yeah. higher numbers if you choose to. So it's, it looks like a really, really fun way to play 40K, especially if you're short on time. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have a lot of painted models. Uh, maybe you're looking to get some of your friends involved. You're in an area where not a lot of people play. Mm -hmm. This is like the perfect way to get people interested in the hobby. The box set uh, comes with everything you need to play. It comes with the rule book, all kinds of, uh, of fun stuff. It also comes with uh, two kill teams. One's Admech and the other is uh, Gene Sealer Cole, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And But the other exciting part of it is it comes with brand new gothic themed uh, terrain. It looks incredible. Um, it looks like it's either going to supplant or complement the old style terrain. It's got a similar kind of a, a feel to it where you have like basically tiles and you can put it together uh, however you want. But it just, it's like, it just looks nicer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's beefier. It's bigger. Yeah, it's more sturdy. And the levels are bigger too. <laughs> like so you can, you can put way bigger models. It's got the girth. Yeah. It is, definitely. But um, that's really exciting too. Uh, the terrain gets a very cool. And uh, I think you're going to start seeing those pop up all over the place. Yeah. Um, we already put some together and it looks great on the table. Uh, so yeah, keep your eye open for that. Kill Teams will be coming up for pre-order pretty soon. And I think it's going to be really popular. The other thing that is really appealing about it is that uh, it could make a really, really good tournament style game because obviously the game's going to be so quick. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like uh, I'm curious to uh, uh, see the community's reaction to it because it looks like a lot of fun. And... We do have an interview coming up with one of the main uh, playtesters of it, too, that is going to come on the show and talk about some of the finer points of the game. Nice. Uh, in other news, and speaking of terrain, wow, we have been kicking into full gear with the terrain factory. Um, got a couple pictures here. It's ridiculous. Like, we took, basically, we took all of our old GW uh, ruins that were um, back in the old days when we made all this stuff, and... I painted most of the stuff myself. Frankie helped build almost every single piece of it. Um, that was a long time ago, but a lot of it was based on, remember that old crappy basing that we used for these? Mm -hmm. Where we, uh, Frankie and I spent like 
weeks in his dad's uh, in his dad's uh, uh, shop, cutting and beveling uh, like square pieces of uh, it wasn't even MDF; it was like hardboard. Yeah. And we were just went out there forever working on this crap. But then we painted it with like really bad basing material. It looked terrible. So we decided that we were going to bite the bullet and redo all of it. And we ripped all of them off the old crappy bases and we're going to do it on nice new basing that's going to match a mat. Uh, and then we had a, a picture. There's like uh, close to 200 GW ruins in these pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of them need to be like touched up, repaired, rebased. But it, the picture was hilarious because there are so many of these things. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys are worried about coverage at LVO, this is one table at yeah. LVO. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. City fight. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the, the train is it absolutely now needs to be based because the train rules are a lot different now. So like, yeah. it's, you know, like you don't get, you can, you know, through windows, whatnot, you don't get cover saves. So as long as you're on some sort of base building, like this whole thing yeah. is a room. It, the thing yeah. is too, is like if you notice in some of these pictures, you see how some of them like slot together and there's like seven of them. We did that because uh, back in the old days, like we would stack them like that and you could put like 30 of them in a box, mm-hmm. right? And it made it really easy to transport because we used to drive all over the place running tournaments and you didn't like having the base on it wasn't such a big deal. Yeah, it looked cool, but you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's like, it's really important as things change, you know, your needs change. And uh, we started cutting these really cool bases that we put the train on, which we will be making available for sale in the near future. But it makes life so much easier because you can take one of these little bases. If you build the building within certain parameters, like four tiles wide by three deep or whatever, it'll fit exactly on these bases. Really easy to base it up, match it to a mat. It looks amazing. It really does make it look so much better. It's You get more coverage from each piece. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth the investment of time. And if you are really feeling fancy, you can put a little flock on it or whatever. So uh, that project has begun and uh, man, we were doing the math and we have to make like nine full tables of terrain every week from now until the LVO in order to have enough terrain. It's yeah. crazy Bada bing. how big of a task this is going to be. So uh, we'll keep the blog going so you all can see it. And we'll talk about little tips and tricks for making your terrain look really good. I know there's a lot of TOs out there and league organizers and such mm-hmm. that are always looking for feedback on like, how can I make this less painful to get the terrain to look good? have good coverage and um, not, you know, cost a fortune to do too. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. A table full of ruins. All ruins. It's going to ruin your life. All yeah. I remember painting a lot of these, like, cause back in the old days, I mean, still to this day, we, Frankie and I put our hands on, you know, almost every piece of terrain that we make. I remember like we would spend like just days just. Yeah. Well, for the first BAO, we didn't have, like we didn't have frontline gaming. So every single day we were just painting terrain. I remember you guys one, made those, those bases with the barriers? Yeah, yeah, the barrier with Barricades, the legit train. Yeah. Yeah. Frankie and I went around and got all the bits from everybody we knew, like every extra bit. And we spent two days making barriers out of bits. Like, I, we still have a ton of them. And we made like a thousand barriers. Yeah, we made several <laughs> hundred of them. And we were losing our minds. Yeah. We were just like, oh, Painting my it was even worse God. Than yeah. yeah. That was awful. But it worked, though, you know, like in the old days, yeah. you work with what you got. You know, and like we've definitely leveled up our capabilities. Since Back in the barn. Yeah. But it's so, like a lot of these old ruins, though, like 
they look great. Like they totally look good. Well, I mean, we put way more detail into these than we have on like anything going forward. Like we painted like all the skulls on some of them. Yeah, I remember that you, walking in, putting rust. Yeah, like Kino yeah. sitting there, like painting. Yeah, yeah. like we're like what? Yeah. The heck? Well, it's it's funny to see the evolution of it because yeah. the first train we made was like there was brushwork. Yeah, it looked really good, but that was when we were running tournaments that had like thirty people. Mm. How many and, people were at the first? BAO, 150 or something like that, yeah. which we were ecstatic about. Like we couldn't believe we got that many yeah. people. Yeah. And um, and then you could tell, like as like the years go by, the terrain gets less and less detail, but it still All looks good. Airbrush. Yeah. <laughs> like we started learning tricks for like, okay, how can we make it look good but do less work because there's more of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you really get good at like cutting corners but not sacrificing quality. That is the the beauty of like small events is like you get to put. A lot more effort into like making yeah. it look good so and now it's funny because now the terrain when we make gw terrain i like now it's like i'll take it and i'm like spray it green put flock on it it's overgrown building it looks awesome and it took like 20 minutes yep. <laughs> yay and then yeah, back then we paint each school oh my gosh yeah that was crazy we'll never do that again yeah. those og pieces of terrain don't look really good Heck yeah. Yeah, they look really good. That's like our uh, orc set of ITC terrain that we did for LVO two years ago. That took a while. That long stuff looked amazing, time. but it took forever. I spent several, that one table? No, because we made, I think we made like oh, 14. We made, like we 14 made or 15 yeah. tables worth. Yeah. 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 We made like 14 tables yeah. of orc terrain, and uh, it I, I, I spent two days yeah. just priming the bits. the bits. Yeah. But then when you put it together, it looks so good. So oh, it looked it was, great. It was totally worth it. Um, we won't be making much of that. How can you purchase used terrain ETTG yet? A lot of people got, they were like, oh, I'll buy all of it. And I'm like, it's not for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing says it's for sale. After. In, in the past, we would take old terrain and sell it. Yeah. And I understand why people just assume that. But it's like, this, this stuff is not for sale. This stuff is... Uh, uh, valuable. Yeah, if we ever if we ever <laughs> sell, uh, I regret answering your question now. <laughs> if we ever sell terrain, uh, it's usually after the LVO. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, after that little comment, we wouldn't sell it to you anyway, even if it was. Yeah, you're blacklisted. Boom. Yeah, worst comment ever, bro. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the hard work you guys are putting in and for the quality. Yeah, that one guy two four eight. The goal is for our tournaments for like the SoCal and LVO. <laughs> Uh, BAO too, although we use somebody else's training for the BAO, so we don't have as much control over that. But yeah. uh, SoCal LVO, we want it to be the best terrain in the world for any turn, any tournament you go to. There's going to be a couple that will beat us um, that are the smaller scale ones, like uh, um, the boys, the, the boys GT or uh, the one in uh, Gibraltar. Yeah. But, yeah, that one. But that one's like a golden ticket event. They like yeah, that actually place is a, that event tickets. is amazing. That's, they always want us to go, and we're like. We pay for airline tickets. <laughs> well, it's like I mean, I want to go. It looks amazing, yeah. but yeah. like those smaller scale events are just going to be better. Period. But for like for the for the large scale tournament, mm -hmm. we want it to be the best. Like we yeah. want when you come in to the LVO or SoCal or whatever, we want people to walk in and just go like, "Wow!" Not only is it going to be good to play on, but it looks amazing. Yeah, like that that is the goal to set to set the the, the, the gold standard to set the bar. Uh, this is what the best tournament is like yep uh, and that's what uh, that's what we're going for so takes a lot of work all year long to make that happen it does yeah all right so uh, frankie and i are getting ready to go off to the atc which is the american team championship for those of you who don't know it's a five-person team event where you pair up trying to get advantageous pairings and the team that wins the most games combined 
wins the round. And uh, team events, a lot of fun. The ATC is a huge event. Yeah. It takes place in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Really excited to go. And a lot of people have been talking because they posted up all the lists up online, which is really cool. It's fun to go kind of yeah. look through this. I went and looked for like two seconds. I was like, eh. Some people are like going crazy, making spreadsheets, running all the numbers. And I was yeah. like, I'm just going to play who's across the table from me. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you have a little bit of control on it, but get back to work. At the end of the day, Quit you're just running, playing some. Stop running person. spreadsheets on lists. Yeah. I did. I looked Ridiculous. at one and then I was like, nah. nah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I looked at a couple of the teams, but. Um, go out and go for runners. For the most part, it doesn't really matter until you're at the table. So yeah, it's like I'm 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 gonna do what I always do. I'm just gonna play who's across me and do my best. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And uh, our team is really strong. I think we have a, a good chance of actually winning the whole thing. Uh, you never know, of course. But uh, uh, last time we went, we almost did win. We were one one loss away, one win away from winning the whole tournament, and that that was me. If I would have beat my opponent, we would have won. But I guess we could have said the same thing for the, our other opponent, our other teammate that lost too. But yeah. Um, but I had an advantageous uh, pairing, and I made a couple mistakes against a really good opponent, which of course you're going to lose when that happens. So I feel strong. I feel good. You know, like yeah. You never know. Um, there's some absolute great teams like Team Happy, who's won it three times. Beast Coast, who's uh, always extremely good, and there's a, a million other great teams are going to be there. So what's your team name? Zero Comp. Really? Still rocking the name, huh? Yeah, even though there's only two of us on yeah. the team. But. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think to ask everybody what they wanted to call the team. Yeah, like, who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Because yeah. uh, we, we have a strong team. We got Brandon Grant, who's one of the, the best players from the West Coast. Uh, we got Frankie, who says he's the world's greatest. Mm -hmm. We have me, a solid B+. Plus. Mm. B? Maybe a C. C. Yeah, C+. Plus. We'll C. give you a C+. Plus. You have a 40K bad boy, James Carmona. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's the best title yeah. of all time. It's true. Oh, he's yeah. like uh, he's like the what is it that movie? Um, when it was like WWF when it's like yeah. Hollywood Hulk. When yeah, he, when yeah. He's like bad. <laughs> no, I was thinking of the the baseball movie where the Indians. Uh, Charlie oh, Sheen, oh, uh, while he's uh, wild major thing. league. Wild major thing. league. Major league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is. He's, he's, wild the, he's the Charlie Sheen of Forty K. Love it. And then uh, we have Ray Amuda, who's really good uh, Eldar player. He's a so, he's like the solid, quiet, yeah. like yeah. good player. He's our dark horse. Like a yeah. lot of people don't know who he is, but he's super good. Like who's so, this guy? He's like yeah. four foot five. <laughs> like what? What is happening with this guy? And he just he, goes into this rock scene. But he's gonna Napoleon yeah. there. there he, yeah. yeah. And then they're gonna think I'm good, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm We're gonna a, throw I'm Reese a, out first <laughs> every time, so it scares them. They're like, oh god. Then Brandon Grant. Yeah, no, Brandon's our the ringer. Brandon the actual. The Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> yeah. He's the all-star player. Yeah. Brandon's going to carry yeah. the team on his He's shoulders. He's the cruise missile. Yeah. We're just like, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, you got to win this one, buddy. I hope you've been working out because you're going to be carrying us. Yeah, yeah he's like the he's like the, the all-star player that like got injured. And they, yeah. he had, he's, they put him down to like, you know, the, yeah. the reserve squad. Well, he, get better. he just won yeah. the um, Boise Cup. Cup. Yep. Uh, so he and he did what well, he's won the BAO two years in a row. Yeah. He's just, he's an extremely good player mm -hmm. and uh, really good guy too. So yeah, super uh, nice. He'll be leading the team. Yep. I'll but, be taking up the caboose. But the the ATC is actually one of the like best formats that we've ever it's, played. Yeah, it's they're really like fun. playing in a team event is just amazing because like especially this kind of format where you're playing a one on one match, but even if you lose, like your team can still win and go on. Like, yeah. It's it's really fun yeah sometimes like a good loss like if you get a really bad matchup 
but you hold your opponent to a, just like a, a narrow loss as opposed to a blowout, yeah. you can help your team win. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's really fun. And uh, 40K can be a little bit matchup dependent, although 8th edition is very much not as bad as it has been. Or it's, it's the best edition for being able to overcome any, any matchup um, that we've seen since maybe like middle 5th edition yep. when there was, you know, seven factions. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was not as much stuff going on. But 8th edition, I really feel like almost any army can be pretty much any other army based on player skill. However, um, when you do get that less advantageous matchup, it's not, you know, you you can still contribute to the team. Yep. So uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Frankie's playing uh, Dark Eldar. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you want to go over your list a little bit? Because it's it's not the normal Dark Eldar list. Yeah, so I have a a Blackheart detachment with... A bunch of venoms. I think I have six venom. Yeah, I have six venoms in my list. I have a tantalus, which not a lot of people are running the tantalus, but that thing is a beefcake. So good. That thing puts out a hurt. Uh, I have uh, three archons. The archons are amazing. I take them with husk blades, so they do D three damage <coughs> in close combat. Um, and then I have a bunch of blast pistols, a bunch of blasters, and then I have a witch detachment. The witch detachment is amazing. Witches are just so good. In my witch detachment, I have six shardnets which the Chardonnets are incredible. They're ridiculous. Uh, you hold up infantry, and a lot of times what I'll do is if people put out a screen, I'll charge with the witches, just get the Chardonnet in, and then the rest of my army will charge so that I can't be shot because the Chardonnet will just hold you in combat, and then you won't be able to leave and shoot me. And then all my stuff has fly, so then I'll leave combat, still shoot. It's such a good army, and the witches just put out a hurt. I love the witches. They're amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you come around on them. But yeah. the cool thing too is like in a format like this where uh, Drew Kari can they, can, they can struggle against like, there's certain matchups that, that just because of the nature of the army, it can be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But when you're in a scenario where you're getting paired up, the, you're increasing the odds of getting a favorable matchup. And Drew Kari is one of those armies that when they get a favorable matchup, they tend to steamroll yeah. their opponent uh, just because of the nature of the army with the poison weapons and the speed and fragility. Uh, and my army is really similar to that too. It's uh, it's an army that if I get a, a favorable matchup, I'm running three knights and a space marine detachment um, that you can often just steamroll your opponent just yeah. based on the strength of the models. And if you get a bad matchup, like if I were to play a game in gun line with a bunch of last cannons and go second, I'd probably just going to lose instantly. Right? Like there's not much you can do about it when you're, when you're playing a knight army. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. And um, Frankie's our team captain. Um, so he's going to be in charge of doing the pairings. And hopefully if... Uh, he can win the pairing game. Hopefully. We can bring home that. We'll that see. <laughs> so yeah, my, my army too is just, since we're talking about it, I'm bringing a house Hawkshroud detachment with uh, three knights. I'm doing it a little different than the way most people are playing it. Um, I don't have a castle one or a bunch of gallants. I have one gallant, one crusader, one valiant. Part of that is based on the models that I own. Uh, and house Hawkshroud is really good for those models because you ignore the damage table largely until you're really injured. Um, I don't have a guard battalion because of the nature of the way that the team championships work is uh, since Brandon is playing guard, I can't. Uh, otherwise, I would take a guard detachment to go with him instead of taking space marines. And I have, uh, it's really simple. It's just two smash captains, three units of scouts, and a thunderfire cannon. It's like some of the best things available to yeah. marines. And I think it's gonna, they're going to complement each other really well, running Raven Guard. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, I have a lot of uh, great tools, mobility. I can score objectives. The Thunderfire Cannon is stupid good. Yeah. Ridiculously good. I don't know why more people... I don't know why it's not in every single Space Marine list, but uh, it's going to be fun. Two? No, one is ideal because you take it strictly for the stratagem. Yeah, the mm. stratagem yeah. that makes you move at half speed. 
Yeah. Got it. It's ridiculous. And charge. And run. Yeah, and it's everything. so powerful. Anything it targets or anything it hits? All you have to do is hit, hit and it yeah. has 4D3 shots. Yeah. You're nice. going to hit. Yeah. It, like, it's pretty good. It's so ridiculously good. Like against certain armies, it just, like that one stratagem will just completely screw up everything that they do. Hmm. Right? Like if you're playing, you know, big cultist blob or yeah. orcs or, or any any foot-based army, mm-hmm. um, that Thunderfire can, the stratagem is just stupid it's yeah. ridiculously good um i just i don't know why more space Marine players don't use it yeah i don't know every person i've talked to that uses it turns around and is like oh my gosh that was like game-changingly powerful I'm like yeah yep it'll win yeah. your games for sure anything that controls movement is crazy strong yep. crazy strong so we're really excited to go to the atc and we'll keep you all updated i'll try to update the blog as we're there but it's it's difficult because you're so there's so much going on um, and uh, if not, keep your eye on BCP and you can see what teams are doing well. Yep. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to going. Also, if you have an opinion on the ITC Champions missions, uh, that's the mission set that most uh, ITC events use. We are soliciting feedback. There's a link in the show notes over at frontlinegaming.org. Click on the blog post associated with this podcast, number 600. Click on the link to fill out the survey. Uh, we're trying to get as much feedback as possible because we want to hear what you all have to, to say, what you like, what you don't like, what changes you would make, what changes you would not want to see happen for the ITC Champions missions because we want to update them after the BAO. And uh, we feel like it's time. They've been out there long enough that uh, people really got a good feel for them. And we want to hear what you have to say because we want to get make the missions to be what the majority of people want them to be. Yeah. So, so far, the feedback's been really interesting. Um, not, some of it was what I expected. Some of it was not what I expected. Um, before I even throw it out there, what what missions are your favorite, Frankie, out of the uh, secondary choices? I like the ones with the most objectives. So like um, the ones that have like six objectives or oh, missions. Which one? Oh, oh, secondary. Yeah, so. I was saying secondary. But oh, no, sorry. that's an interesting question too. Um, yeah, secondary missions. I usually I like old school just because it's you know it's comfortable. Um, recon is a great one because you can choose it against anybody. And then um, I like Big Game Hunter. I think it's I, I like Big Game Hunter. It's that's a fun one when you're going after vehicles um, with ten or more wounds. So yeah, yeah. And Jason, how about you? Yeah, there's just so many good ones. I would hate to. <laughs> Jason, when was the last time you played? <laughs> that was the last time I actually played a game. <laughs> I don't know. They're all good. Nailed Thanks it. for that. Nailed I it. don't have a strong opinion either way. Nailed it. Yeah, well, it's funny because the, the three most popular so far, significantly the most popular, are Old School Recon and uh, Headhunter. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting to see people's reasonings why. And then the least, the three least popular so far, significantly, are the Reaper or Death by a Thousand Cuts and Big Game Hunter. And it's, it's really interesting to see the reasons why. Like, the Reaper, like, people have the strongest feelings on that one, and it's... The mission is there to combat hordes, right? Like I pretty, I thought it was super obvious that that's what it's for. But a lot of people really, it's, it's, it never ceases to amaze me how hard it is to communicate ideas. Like it really yeah. is challenging to clearly communicate um, complicated ideas because uh, people look at something, they assume something, and then then they, they then they base all their judgments off of that. Yeah. And it's like yeah, like the Reaper to me was like pretty obviously there to combat hordes, which are really good in Eighth Edition. But it's like some of the like feedback and the, the logic applied to it. I'm like, wow, you were coming from a completely different angle on this. And like a lot of people really didn't like 
the Reaper because they didn't like the fact that you could just take like one less guy or something mm -hmm. like that and deny the point. And it was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, you know, whenever you have an arbitrary number of like at this number, it's this and then above that it's different. Yeah. People are going to game the system. It's inevitable. Like you can't avoid it. I mean, we could um, change the number to be a little lower. Or don't have that at all, right? Like it's, it's, there's one there's one squad that's Well, the, the Ashmilitarium unit yes. where you take a heavy weapon because they, to go the wording from 10 is to turn, turns yeah. into one model. But the thing is... That, I think it should still count as two models. I, I play Ashmilitarium. I do too. And I, I take heavy weapons, but I did anyway before. I like My list yeah. didn't change in the slightest. But it's just like, it's really interesting that people are like, oh, I'm not taking these units now because it's like XYZ and it's like, that was never the point of the secondary missions. Yeah. Like it wasn't, we weren't trying to dictate list building and some people are so focused on how it changes the way they write the list. And I'm like, it's interesting to hear that because we didn't, none of us changed squat. Yeah. I literally didn't change anything about my list <laughs> like at all. Yeah. And I, at least people that we play <laughs> locally, like it didn't, you didn't see it as much. Like the one thing you would see is maybe instead of taking a unit of 20 plague bearers, you take 19. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, I get that, and that does impact things. But it's like, if you're upset because the, you can't use the Reaper against that, that's not really what it was ever intended to right. do in the first place. But also don't choose the Reaper then. Yeah. yeah. Choose another one. I know, and that's, that was our yeah. reaction too. But there's people, like 15 of them or something, right? There's a ton of there's, them. There's a lot of options. So. A lot of options. So it's like, okay, well, it's like, if people aren't even seeing what the goal of it was in the first place, clearly we didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. So it's like, instead of trying to like come up with all this wonky stuff, maybe we'll just change the, the, the whole mission around, you know, like uh, one of the options is um, Nova does like strength, uh, strike the rank and file, which is just troops. And it's like, then it starts applying to like five man scouts clause and stuff. So I don't know if that's the right call, but let us know what you guys think. Cause that was definitely the most contentious one, which I thought was weird. Cause I didn't, to me, it's like knowing what the intent was when we wrote it. I mean, an easy change too, would be kill 20 models, get a point. So that was the original ideas for every 20 models, but then it, we were worried the that it was too much The bookkeeping is kind of a pain, but I mean, you can just add it up at the end of the game. So it's not yeah. that big of a deal. You add the total model count and subtract it from <laughs> yeah. what's left. Yeah, you know, or you could say, hey, to your opponent, hey, you know, I picked the Reaper. Can you please set the models aside yeah. that you take off together so we can count them at the yeah, end it's of the not, It's not Just that ask them. Great. It's not a huge deal. Well, that, that was why we did it. It's because we were right. trying to avoid yeah. having to count every single model killed because in playtesting, right. well, it first, was a pain in yeah, the ass. When we first tried it, we had yeah. like a tally for that. Yeah. How many kills you but then, got. But, but it would also like, stop oh, people from then saying, I'm going to take 19 players. Yeah, and it obviously then it wouldn't be such a big deal because then it's obvious what you've killed because you look yeah. at the units. Yeah. It would just stop people from saying, well, I'm gonna, I wouldn't normally take a heavy weapon squad, but I'm going to so I have nine instead of ten. Yeah. Then they would just take ten because it right. wouldn't matter. And it, it's, it's really interesting how yeah. much it like irks some people because yeah. like, yeah. we were just like, whatever, who cares? Like Some guy's taking a heavy weapon squad instead. Mm -hmm. Like What does it matter? Yeah. The yeah. mission wasn't meant to punish people for taking Ashmilitarum ten-man squads. That was never the yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, but people didn't get that. Right, so it's interesting to see that feedback. Like uh, one of the other ones with uh, gangbusters is that like legitimately there was an error in that. Like you can use it on swarms, which was never, never meant to be the point. But it <laughs> just we just screwed up. Yep. So people are like, "Oh, it's dumb. You can't. You can use it on swarms." Like, yeah, you're right. That was never. Yeah, yeah. that was dumb. That, that was never what it was made for. Yeah, like oops. You know, we'll fix that. Yeah. Um, but then you know there was some units that people brought up that were like, "Oh, now I don't want to bring my beast of Nurgle." As one person put on the blog because you know they can give up gangbusters and i was like yeah it, it could but then what if you just just take like 15 beasts and everyone like whatever yeah like i can give up this secondary um you know the objective of that one was to target things like bulgren uh plague drones 
units that are extremely difficult to kill uh, that you need to deal with, uh, mm -hmm. that was what it was aimed at. So, yeah. you know, maybe we could put another parameter on that to make it not count for low, you know, power level or low point units, uh, you know, without trying to make it too complicated. Yeah. Because you don't want to make it take five minutes to figure out if you take that secondary mission or not, you know. Should be something that's relatively simple. Mm -hmm. um, and then Death by a Thousand Cuts. I always thought that one wasn't that difficult, but a lot yeah. of people obviously do. I don't know. Like, against certain armies, you get it, like, almost automatically. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think a lot of people still don't understand that you can get it all in one turn. Yeah, like, against Dark Eldar, it's super easy to get. Dark yeah. Eldar is so easy to kill. Yeah. Any MSU army, it's, like, not... It's really not that difficult, but it's yeah. it's not a very popular mission. So maybe it mean uh, Maybe you take another look at it. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's why this feedback is so important. Mm -hmm. Some of the other cool uh, things coming in where people had ideas for what kind of secondaries they'd like to see. Um, like uh, Pablo and I were discussing, because um, a lot of people felt like some of the secondaries were too focused on killing things. Um, but again, as we've mentioned like a million times in a miniatures game, there's only two victory parameters. It's kill something, stand somewhere, or a variation of that theme. That's really all there is. Yeah. It's either like kill something, stand somewhere, or do the opposite or put a spin on it, like the relic is like, move something. Yeah. Uh, but no one wants that mission to come back, I don't think. Um, or it's like, don't let your opponent kill something, or don't let your opponent stand somewhere. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's all there is. Uh, and so we were like, okay, well, like maybe we could put in some more options for board control secondaries. And a cool one that we thought uh, would tie it in with some of the feedback that people had was uh, get a point for every objective you hold it on the last turn of the game. Pretty cool because then it makes it uh, board control more important. Then you have an end of game mechanic if you want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people were saying it'd be neat if you got extra points for holding objectives at the end of the game, but not everybody wants that. And like, oh, that'd be a cool secondary. Kind of kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let us see. Let us uh, know what you think about that. A lot of people had ideas for including secondaries that targeted uh, uh, spammable sub ten wound units like venoms, carnifexes. Because uh, right now those kind of sneak under the radar. Mm -hmm. They don't give up a lot of uh, points in our format. So like, okay, that's kind of cool. Or things mm -hmm. to combat spam was another common, uh, commonly heard point of feedback. That'd be a little bit more difficult to do, but... Yeah. I mean, if you kill four units with the same name or something like that, yeah. so you can get points. The thing is, you can't take four units with the same name unless it's a troop or a transport. Troop or a transport. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to come up that Which often. Which that's the only thing that's spammable. But that's what people are spamming. Yeah. Though. I mean, fair enough, and it's like that's that's why we're having this conversation. It's like these ideas are good to to find too. Yeah, maybe so. Like for every every I don't know some multiple of a, of a single unit that you kill, you get bonus points. So like if somebody brings twelve venoms, it's like for every three of this same unit you kill, you get a bonus point. You have to like do that. it for every unit, otherwise it would never kick. Well, you. it, it yeah. would have to be yeah. And so you can maybe do for every three because everything gonna have at least three. Yeah, but if you but did for like twelve or something, troop, that could be four points. That's like for like Ash Militarum, like cool, thanks. I've basically one troop. That <laughs> not yeah. that hard to kill. You know what I mean? Right. So you got to think about those things too. Um, and it, it can I think be, it is it important to look for a way to cut down on people spamming units because yes, it's nobody a, yes, likes nobody it. likes it. People who play it don't really like it. They just it's it's effective and they do it. Because that's never really been addressed by Games Workshop. Well, I think the rule of three is the, the addressed it, right? For, I, some, for something. Like, yeah. The only thing you can spam now it's are troops, troops so and transports. Depends on the transports. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, too, the, the common point of feedback was uh, uh, put in some way to combat soup. And we were batting around a bunch of ideas, and it's really difficult. Like, 
if you wipe out a detachment, you get a, a point. Like, yeah. but you only take three detachments, so it's like somebody takes an auxiliary detachment. Yeah, like, right. Then, and it's oh. just like eh, well, the only know. way to get rid of that would be bringing back comp scoring. Would be like no, nah, I mean, there's no that's that's not what we want. No, do, no, we right? don't. That's why I'm saying yeah. that'd be the only way to combat yeah. people yeah. taking basically making a magic deck out of 40k armies would be to, to bring back comp and be like you know you you lose certain points for this kind of stuff no, which nobody know. wants so i i just don't think there's a way to combat it unless kings Workshop themselves said you have to be in the same faction or something like that and if you all have some ideas mm -hmm. kick them out right put them on the the, yeah. the survey put it in the yep. comment section of this uh, blog post or on the youtube channel and uh, let us know what you think uh, i don't know that one's really challenging i don't know how you would structure that one but we're open-minded to ideas yeah. Um, and then in terms of missions, uh, the most popular mission was also my personal favorite. It's mission six, which is four objectives where you can, each of you can move one. Mm -hmm. And you pick that one to be your priority objective. Uh, the six objective mission was not as popular, but it's the, definitely by a mile, the least popular mission was the two objective mission. Yeah. That one, like 50% of the people so far have said, like, I don't like that one that much. Mm -hmm. So we may, we may change that one. The, the idea was to try and strike a balance between lots of objectives and less mm -hmm. yeah. objectives. But some of the feedback was pretty good. It was like, in this mission, it's really difficult to take your opponent's objective, so it's basically kill points. And I was like, yeah, it's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and so for some armies, it's almost impossible. It, yeah. it, it is pretty rare. So, I mean, that's a fair point of feedback. So we can look at changing that one. Mm -hmm. But uh, at any rate, as you can see, a lot to talk about on that topic, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more. We're going to continue to run that poll. Um, might as well just run it through the BAO because that's mm -hmm. when we're going to be looking at making changes. Yeah. Um, and well, then maybe if, after the BAO, so people yeah. are participated, have a chance. Oh, yeah. At the BAO, you're set. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, we're not, nothing's changing. But um, we, we'd like to solicit that feedback. Yeah. Because uh, then we can get closer to getting it just spot on. Because the, the last thing I'll say about it, too, is by a mile, the feedback was very positive. Yep. Everybody was like, I love them or I really like them. I think there's a little bit of room for, for, improvement and barely anyone was like I, I really don't like them so okay, we're, we're, like, we're at like a solid b plus i'll take it b plus i'll baby. take that. solid five yeah <laughs> we're at a solid b plus where you know what with this many people trying to please everybody i'll take it yeah okay upcoming itc events this weekend we have a ton of big events for 40k mm -hmm. and uh age of segment too actually so we have a gt the slaughterhouse gt in minnesota we have uh two three four majors uh, preferred Enemy in Victoria, Australia, the Caledonian Revolution in Stockport, United Kingdom, the American Team Championships, obviously, in uh, Tennessee, and T-Shift 40K Championships in Bellevue, Washington. Wow, four majors in one weekend. That's mm. crazy. Yeah, the events are growing. Uh, we have upcoming uh, uh, GT for Age of Sigmar as well, and that's the T-Shift Age of Sigmar Championships up in Bellevue. So go check it out. And then there's a ton of other events as well. Yeah. Your current uh, 40K ITC top five, Matt Root, continues to lead the pack with a significant lead over Josh Death, who is sitting with a significant lead over third place, which is Nick Gower. Jeff Robinson is sitting steady in fourth, only one point behind Nick. And Daniel Olivas is only one point behind Jeff in fifth. So it's a competition Close. for third right now. Uh, Age of Sigmar, or I'm sorry, 40K ITC top five hobby track. Jeff Merrick is in first place with a solid 348-point score. Lou Rollins jumps into second place with only three scores. He must mm -hmm. have a gorgeous army. Yeah. Uh, Sean Prosser is dropped down into third. Nick Gower in fourth. And William Ivey in fifth. It'd be cool if we can get photos of these guys in yeah. our top ten. We, we do have some. Yeah. We do have some. We have a, 
Uh, we have like three of the top ten. We have pictures of the armies. They're mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Age of Sigmar ITC top five. Currently, Joe Cryer continues to lead the pack with a seven-point lead over James Thomas, local boy. Matthew Jones is in third. Uh, Josh Harvey in fourth. And Stephen Heitchie, a name we haven't said in quite some time, has moved up into fifth. Nicely done. Hobby track, top five. Still no movement. We're just waiting for more. Waiting for the world to spin. Yeah. This yeah. is this is surprising so next because year, yeah, because the uh, high, so if you guys is more hobby. If you guys are, are running an ITC event that's Age of Sigmar, please do the hobby track. Yeah, just let people know. Yeah, like, I'm sure a lot of people just don't even know about it. Right, right? we're yep. still waiting for the information to get out there. Yeah, maybe yeah. when people sign up for the or the events for TOs, we should say, hey, just so you know, you should do the hobby track. If you want, yeah. no one has to do it, but well, you tell like, them you better do it. You, you better do this. Well, I mean, Age of Sigmar is a more hobby oriented of get the two. Like between 40k and AOS, the AOS community definitely takes Tiny the hard side more seriously. So I would think <laughs> just, just right in the kneecap. Uh, I would I would assume it'd be more popular on the Sigma side of things, but I'm sure it just takes we need time to get it yeah. uh, the information to disseminate. Uh, Shadespire current top uh, five. We have Mike Course in first place, Matt Everhart in second, Josue Ibarra in third, Andrew Everhart in fourth, and Tony Field in fifth. Congratulations. Yay. Check out these completed commissions. These, these are, are really good. These are completed commissions. Look at those. <laughs> you, are, you are the worst. <laughs> these are, uh, yeah, we have some Shadespire Warbands. We have the Far Striders. Um, and what's the other one? The uh, I think Magor's the Fiends. Blood the Blood Stokers. Yeah, Magor's Fiends. The Blood Strokers. The Blood Strokers. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, these are Tabletop Plus. Are very amazing. detailed. They're really good. Um, the client specified he just wants them painted. To look like the pictures on Games Workshop, which is very common for us to get. Uh, and these do. These look really good. Um, so if you want to get your Shades of Fire uh, Warbands painted, please hit us up because um, most of our artists can do a really good job on them. Yeah. yeah. And these look great. They do. They look fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, show up to an event with these. People are going to feel bad about their plastic unpainted yeah. ones. Well, Shades of Fire, there, there's literally no reason not to paint your Shades of no. Fire. I mean, just three, four of them. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Right. Oh, those look great. Yeah, yeah. they do. Everything. I mean, look at the, um, the uh, what is that, the, the Flush Hound yeah. um, with Magor's Fiends. Looks fantastic. So, I again, like these the are just painted to match the Games Workshop uh, pictures. Very effective. Yeah. This is high quality. Yeah, it looks great. Hit us up. Yeah, if you want to see more examples of our commissions, see our pricing structure, all that fun stuff, or if you're interested in applying to be a part of the studio, mm-hmm. go to flgpaintstudio.com. And uh, please take a look at completed commissions already and see if you can match that. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're on par. Not that I don't I don't mind looking at everyone's models they send me for painting, but you know, be realistic. Look at what we yeah. have in our portfolio. Look at your stuff on your desk and compare. Yeah. There we go. Let's answer some questions. We are in the chat now, Mr. Kempel. Uh, XO78, how about defensive scoring like... <laughs> you score for not taking a wound or losing mm. a model in a unit. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, you've done this before. Like, there's secondaries where it's like, I choose four of my units to keep. Like, if you don't kill them, I get a point, stuff like that. It gets yeah. weird, though. Um, whenever you do the reverse of um, when you invert a scenario, it can get weird. We've tried it in the past. Yeah. Uh, Bliss414, thank you for subscribing. We really appreciate your support. Like, the only time I've seen it actually work um, is when you have to keep an opponent out of an area. Yeah. Like a reverse, like, you keep must out keep, of your deployment. Yeah, like something like that. Like, that's the only time I've ever seen it really work. Um, one of the ones that's popular is Mark for Death, where you pick four of your opponent's units, 
And if you can destroy them, you get a point. Because yeah. in your opponent, it becomes this whole metagame of, do I pick their weak units, but they're probably just going to hide them? Or do I pick their good units, and now they may not want to use them the way that they did? So it, it creates this um, uh, kind of cool metagame. And I know uh, Nova does that. They do uh, Mark yep. for Death. So that's, a, that's one you could do and like maybe replace some of the ones that are a little bit more complicated um, that, that we use now. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good... Um, that's a good one. Uh, which which cult are you using, Frankie? Asks Karak Fiasco Man. I forgot what it's called. I think it's the Cursed Blade. It's the one that gives you plus one strength, and then also you only lose one model on morale. Mm. I think it's Cursed Blade. That's a really good one. I think it is. Yeah, it's it's that that's a strong one. A lot of yeah. people like Cult of the Red Grief, which is the one where you can advance and charge. That one's really Super strong. Super fast. That one's really strong too. Yeah, I think the plus one strength though and the morale control, I think that's that's probably the strongest one. Yeah, I don't know. The plus one attack though, that one's huge. Huge as well. They're right? all the, good. All, all of the witch cults are super strong. They're all good. Yeah. Um, let me see. A ton of ideas on the missions, which isn't surprising. Let's yep. try and. You want to scroll back up? See if we can. Um, yeah. If you guys asked a question earlier, go ahead and repost it because um, we, so, don't, we don't read throughout. Let's see. Uh, Justin Kimball, I would like to see Last Strike in old school changed yeah. to. Something. Something. It's going to keep. All right. Well, people are asking. Yeah. We can't. Uh, sorry. I missed that. Justin Kimball, the. The chat scrolls every time somebody puts in a comment, it automatically goes to the bottom. Uh, so we we missed that if you uh, want to repost. Geekmaster K, based on what we currently know about the new kill team, how do you think it's going to hold up on paper next to something like Heralds of Ruin kill team? What is Heralds of Ruin? I don't know what that is. Never heard of that. Never heard of that. But I'm sure it's going to hold up pretty well. It's uh, like Reese was saying, it's an easy way to get people interested in the 40K. Uh, you only have to have like 10 models to 20 models. Um, and it gives you a jump start into uh, the world of 8th edition. Also, uh, Math 3 Rathiraka in there, uh, nice. in the comment section. Uh, no, I, I just spoke to him over Skype last night. Uh, they're running a ton of uh, Games Workshop events at Gen Con. Yeah. So if you want to come and check them out, Gen Con is about to sell out of badges. So if you want to go, get your badges soon. Otherwise, you won't have the opportunity to go play. And they've got some really, really cool stuff going on. So you definitely want to check that out. Uh, Dacier Celius. Uh, Felvio, have you thought about having AOS on a different day than 40K so that people that uh, want to do both? That, well, the thing yeah. is, is that 40K is a three-day event mm -hmm. and Age of Sigmar is a two-day event and it's a three-day con. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't you, leave any room. If we did a week-long con, then yeah. it would make sense. But it's If you did a four-day event, day. you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it's a bummer because I, I would do both, right? Like I would totally do both yeah. uh, at an event. But what you, you basically what you have to do is you have to do a one day 40k event and a two day AOS or the opposite. Yeah. Um, you, you can't do both of the GTs at not at least not at this point in time. Mm. Um, I don't know if anywhere you can. I think you might be able to do it at Adepticon. Yeah, I think you can. I think Adepticon's for you. Actually, you know what? I, I don't think you can because the 40k champs is the same time as the ALS champs, if I yeah. remember correctly. It's, it's just really difficult, uh, unless you do one-day events, and then you yep. totally could. Uh, uh, oh, Heralds of Ruin is a fan-made kill team. Yeah, I, I've never, yeah. I've never, never heard, heard of it. it. I'm sure the new one will hold up just fine. Uh, how do you manually submit tournaments to the ITC? Uh, you, they have to fill out the form. Just encourage everybody to use the Ding app. It makes it yes. so much yeah. easier. But you sit it into Frankie at FrontlineGaming.org, and uh, they have to fill out uh, a sheet, yep. and then it can it can take some time to upload the event the yeah, results. It can take up to a month. So. Yeah, and that's because the the developers over at BCP are working their asses off. Yep. And uh, it's 
it's kind of a pain in the butt. It's a manual process to upload those. So yeah. uh, it can take some time to get those uploaded. If you use the app, it's instant though. Yeah. Uh, Geekmaster K, Harold's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tim Plus Moon, uh, Reaper Game Buster, Tim Plus Moon characters. Kingslayer, too easy to do if you can kill stuff. Oh, RVD, one of a kind. Man, when you have a drum to bang, you bang the shit out of it, buddy. He's banging that drum. Bang oh, that drum. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You said it a million times, but that's okay. We'll give you your, your bully pulpit. Uh, he, so basically, what you and a couple of other people have also mentioned is that uh, objectives that are about killing stuff, they feel like it might be too easy because you're already killing stuff. Well, then, then what? Don't kill stuff? <laughs> well, what RVD is saying is all secondary should be just as hard as Headhunter, um, which I, I can see the point, but do. it's hard to do. It's impossible right? to do because Headhunter was characters that can hide, yeah. and you literally can't shoot them. The thing is, guys, in the, in the game, you're like, again, the only things you do in the game are move and attack. That's it. So you kill stuff or you move places. Or stand somewhere. Like that's, that's all there is. So if you think that the kill stuff things are too easy to get, which I, I don't agree, uh, but if you do think that, uh, instead of like criticizing it, why don't you throw out an like what's an idea that you think? Here's one: roll over a hundred dice in a turn, get a point. Nice like dice that. app. Boom! How many dice can mm -hmm. you roll? Yeah, do one hundred push-ups. <laughs> it's, it's like it's funny because people are like, oh, like if you if you're having a kill thing objective, you're already trying to kill your opponent, so you, you're just doing what you're doing anyway. Board control is the exact same thing. Like, it's the literally the same thing. Like, if you move somewhere yeah. to get an objective or to shoot somebody, uh, and you make yeah. it also a secondary objective to stand somewhere, you're doubling down. I do like this idea, and it, I don't know if we there's have There's no avoiding Where it. you choose, like, we have different ones. Like, you choose fast attack, heavy support. We thought about troops. doing that, too. Yeah. Like, if you kill a certain amount of those, you get, a, you get points. Yeah. Yeah. So you are specifically saying, okay, like if somebody is, is really focused on only taking one type of thing for their game, yeah. like, cool, well, I'll take that one. Yeah, we thought about that too as, as maybe substituting it in for some of the ones that we have, like Big Game Hunter or whatever. Because yeah. um, then you can just choose transports. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if your opponent has four transports, like, okay, I can get them. Yeah, someone um, brings 12 Venoms. Yeah. You're like, cool, I'll take that one. Well, the, yeah. the only downside yeah. to that though is like with Big Game Hunter, it's 10 moon models. But if you right. chose like heavy support, maybe, they, maybe they, most people don't have four heavy support choices. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like... It, you might not be able to get all the points from right. it. So um, that one, it's a little bit more challenging. In RVD, we appreciate the feedback, buddy. Yeah. It's just, you just say the same thing a lot, frequently. Reese loves you. He talks about you often. You're very blunt. No, I appreciate, I appreciate the feedback. I really do. Yeah. Um, RVDs is pretty good, too. You pick four units, and then your opponent has to kill those units. The defensive one that sounds, we brought up. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not a bad one. And you yeah. can substitute that in for some of the more complicated ones, and it really simplifies things. Yeah. Um, but then again, of course, people will start to game that too, you know? Like, I picked four units of Bulgren. <laughs> I picked four units that deep strike and don't come in until turn three. Exactly. Exactly. Like, gamers will always game the system. It's their nature. Uh, Tag 83, I appreciate all the work that goes on the missions. They can definitely be improved. And it sounds like a lot of good ideas so far. I agree. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Um, if there a lot was of bad a ideas, yeah, yeah we, we get a lot of terrible <laughs> ideas. Some of the things people say, like you're like, what? Like, yeah. Did you? Are you talking about 40k? Like what? What? Uh, Geekmaster K, if there's a Sunday kill team event at LVO, I would like to sign up for it. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you can find us a TO or if you know somebody that wants to run it, no, we do LVO, have. Then there you go. We, we, are, we already have somebody that, that put their hat their um, hat go. in the ring mm -hmm. to run kill team. We're, we're just waiting for the game to come out. 
What Boom. about Warzone? No. All right, did you fart? No. Oh, you said something about Warzone. Mm-hmm. Any TOs? What, I want What game is that? Both things stink. If anybody wants to run the classic yep. game, Mutant Chronicles. Uh, Dacius Celius, which secondary would we change and how? Um, I would definitely change Gangbusters just to fix it because it's not doing what we wanted it to do. Um, that would be mine to somehow mold it so that it's only targeting those really tough, um, tough units to kill. Uh, that would be my choice. And then I think at this point too, we could change like, um, like there's too many, there's some that overlap too much where like uh, Headhunter, Kingslayer, yeah. um, and um, uh, Big Game Hunter can all affect the same model. That's too much. Um, yep. Don't allow some of that overlapping. Yeah, I would change uh, Reaper just to be models. Kill 20 models, get a point. Yeah. And Jason, what one would you change? Behind enemy lines? You know, Your whole so army many. has to be behind there's, the enemy. There's so many. <laughs> Some, what what person, could I say? One person was like, I want behind enemy lines to just be one unit. And I was like, no. That's way too easy to I get. I mean, what, so do we have, uh, we don't have table quarters though, right? We have uh, uh, recon. We, we, recon we, is we table quarters. Recon could be a single model. Well, one of the suggestions... I would for, like table quarters back where it's, it's where the majority. Where you control it. Yeah. Well, the, one of the suggestions was a unit has to be entirely in the quarter. Because like yeah, you can move like a, a big model. unit into the middle that of the table. I would, that just, I would make the change. I would say, yes, you yeah. actually has to be a unit in there. But I also like that the idea... Hurt, of, that does hurt horde armies, though, quite a bit. Because uh, it can be really tough to get a 30 sorry, unit of orcs. Completely in. <laughs> yeah. Choose that, a different one, you know. I mean, it's there's pros and cons. Anytime you make a change, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of... of yep actual like actual quarter control yeah or uh, king of the hill i don't know if we have that or not uh, it's where you control dark the center yeah. you dig <laughs> darkwing can we discuss reese's upcoming performance at the atc and the train wreck that it is going to be he was already talking shit to me on facebook that's amazing <laughs> he's like it. i'm putting you in the ground did you guys see his uh, showing last atc though yeah i beat you last ATC. ideas are not allowing flowers uh, to get recon you beat me last ATC. that's that's uh, nick rose no, no, no. I'm talking about your showing at the last Oh, no, I didn't meet you. I beat Nick. That's yeah. all that matters. Let's just focus <laughs> on the facts. Yeah, sad clown. Now, now we're talking. Uh, Aether, yeah. any ideas about not allowing flyers to get recon? No, uh, I, we actually like it because yeah. it, it makes flyers yeah. like... I think flyers got hit hard enough. We actually really like flyers being able to get recon behind enemy lines because... Yeah. It, it gives them a really strong purpose in the ITC. Like, if let us know what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we actually, we actually like it. Like, it's mm-hmm. cool because it makes flyers really good. Yeah. It makes the, flyers a great choice. Darkwind will become the salt collector. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Go Boy, and I got the salty, the salty dog awards. Yeah, you guys that. were equally. We were both <laughs> firing the salt off. Jeez. Um, all right, guys, I think we answered enough questions, but uh, guys and gals, please go in, uh, let your opinion be heard on the missions. There's been a lot of really good ideas, a lot of discussion. Even you, RVD, I like to bust your butt, bust your balls, bust your yeah. butt. Look at bust his butt, huh? Yeah, you bust that butt. That was definitely... <laughs> you heard it here first. That was definitely not Reese what I likes to say. Bust Reese will bust your butt. Uh, and... Uh, uh, we would love to get everybody's feedback, even the ones where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this person was on drugs when they wrote in. Because uh, some of them were like, what? Like, nothing to do with anything, yeah. but very passionate. You're mm-hmm. like, okay. Uh, anyway, we can't wait to see everybody at the uh, ATC. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank yep. you for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Hey, what's up, everybody? Reese is here from Frontline Gaming with an interview with Sean uh the events organizer of the cincinnati arsenal gaming 
and also co-creator of MAGS, which stands for, I will let Sean explain. Um, pretty cool, and the reason that we're talking today is not only to discuss those general topics, but also uh, a whole host of uh, Games Workshop events that you all will be running at Gen Con, which is coming up next month. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing all right. So tell us, uh, what does MAGS stand for? You explained it to me uh, off air, but uh, I think it's uh, a name that requires a little bit of a, uh, an explanation. Yeah, so uh, it's the Mid-American Gaming Series, uh, which uh, is a group of uh, uh, area uh, cities within uh, the middle part of America with uh, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, uh, Louisville, and Toledo, uh, where each of our uh, cities have done major events and uh, we were looking to have a culmination of uh, a series of events where it culminates where uh, this one will end in Gen- at Gen Con each year. Um, and, you know, this is our first year doing it as mags. Um, so we're, we're just looking to, you know, get a series going within our uh, region. That's really cool. It helps to uh, drive interest and... Uh... Uh, get people kind of motivated to go to more events uh, when you link them together that way. We've always found that that's been a a successful tactic for us, and um, we wish you guys success with it. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the events you have going on at uh, Gen Con. Uh, Well, at uh, Gen Con this year, uh, we'll be running uh, the 40K MAGS main event, which is also an ITC event. Uh, We uh, have space for 100 people uh, this year. Um, we are giving away, uh, for the MAGS championship, the one, uh, the winner with the overall points from, uh, all the other, uh, tournaments, uh, wins a full size, uh, bolt gun. Uh, Very cool. and it, it weighs close to 40 pounds. We've got trophies for the MAG series. And then we have, uh, trophies donated from, um, a games workshop for the, uh, main event itself. So separate, uh, uh, countings on that. Um, we also have a uh, 40k doubles event um, so for 32 teams on that one uh, that we're running on Thursday. Uh, so it's only a one-day event. Um, then for Age of Sigmar, we have a 50-person uh, main event that also is on Thursday, and an Age of Sigmar skirmish, um, which will be run on Sunday at Gen Con. Um, wow, you have uh, a full schedule uh, planned for the event. Yeah, uh, just with the GW stuff, uh, uh, we have uh, quite a few in there. But uh, overall, we're running 255 events at Gen Con this year. Um, so we're we're doing a lot of uh, events there. So we've got Wait, you're, you're running 255 events. Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. How so, many people does it take to, to bring that together? Uh, well, we're at uh, a crew of 45 right now. Um, and we're actually looking to add a few more things in there since the uh, announcement of Kill Team uh, came out. Uh, we're looking to uh, hopefully be able to add that in as well if we can get a GM for that. Um, you know, we also have the Shadespire Grand Clash um, that we're running there as well. Um, but the, uh, the biggest thing with all the events that we have going on this year is, uh, each year we've done something 
um, to as eye catcher. Uh, I think the first year we were there, we had the uh, Catan 3D uh, set up, so you know a lot of people stopped by to see that. And uh, the year before, uh, the year after that, we added Takenoko 3D, uh, so eye catchers that way. But then we were like, oh, we need to go bigger and better. So last year we did um, uh, a 3D Blood Bowl stadium uh, that was four stories tall, not like, uh, but four stories for the miniatures. Um, right, scaled, scaled uh, accurately. Right? To, to scale. So that, so that was really cool. And uh, a lot of people came over and we had a lot of great conversations with people, got to meet people and uh, get people interested into Blood Bowl that had never played it before that were playing in our one-off um, Blood Bowl uh, leagues um, at Gen Con. And then this year, um, we decided that, uh, Space Hulk sells out almost all, uh, all the time for us. So when we're running at Gen Con, so this year we decided we're going to build a ship. So we built a ship to scale to a Terminator, um, that, uh, we are now at 19 feet long, uh, seven feet wide and nine feet tall. Um, wow. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, it'll have uh, 18 play areas inside the ship. The ship gets split in half. Um, the first floor, the people will actually play in the ship. Like they step up to the ship and they play the, and it's raised up to about uh, waist high. Um, and they, they can play on the first level boards and then the other boards will slide out on the second and third floors out onto the tables in order to be out, be able to play them. And, um, so it's a, um, it's not a traditional space hulk per se. Uh, what we did was we took a battle fleet Gothic, uh, ship and we, um, made a modified version and we have a really neat background that we, uh, attached to it, um, for and we're, we're going to reveal all that uh, in two weeks, um, and then uh, that actually plays in with our uh, apocalypse uh, games that we have set up. So each day, the ship can fire down on apocalypse if you're playing Space Hulk, um, and apocalypse game can shoot at the ship and blow up parts of the ship. That's um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, and we also integrated uh, Death Watch Overkill and Execution Force. Um, and we're probably won't integrate uh, Kill Team this year, but it will definitely be there next year. That's very cool. Um, I think that that's going to be a ton of fun. And where can people get tickets for any or all of these events? Um, so if you uh, if you go to GenCon.com and you uh, go to the uh, the Find Events and you just put in Cincinnati Arsenal Gaming, it will come up with all of the um, events that we are running. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that has a lot of our events on it, um, plus our forum as well, uh, which is 513CAG.com. And um, they will have links back to each of the events as well if you're having some issues uh, finding events. Um, it should come out either today or tomorrow uh, from Games Workshop. They are going to be releasing a... Uh, uh, a snippet of events, uh, which you'll be able to find uh, links for that. Our Shadespire event is already up on the GW site uh, for the Grand Clash, uh, but the the other main events and stuff will also be up there, and you should be able to find everything from there from those links. 
that's uh, sounds like a great time, and I uh, super encourage people to come by. I had a chance to check it out um, at last year's Gen Con when I was there, and uh, you all had some really, really good-looking tables, and it seemed like everyone was having a great time. So uh, I wish you guys success. Is there anything else you would like to mention about the event before we wrap it up? Uh, just, uh, oh, one of the things that we're, we uh, are doing new this year is the Best in Hobby Skills Showcase. So um, so it's our painting competition that we're uh, starting new this year for Gen Con. Um, Thursday is our fantasy. Friday is our uh, sci-fi. Fantasy, uh, sci-fi. And then uh, Saturday is our 15 millimeter and uh, historics uh, type thing. So people can uh, come in there, do the two foot uh, board displays and display their armies. And it doesn't have to be of any particular uh, company's uh, miniatures. It can be any miniatures. Oh, very cool. And it's always fun to see the talent that comes out of the woodwork at these kinds of events. You see some of the most beautiful miniatures you've ever seen in your life. So definitely come by and check that out. And uh, when you're at Gen Con, obviously there's so many other really, really cool things to see and do. Um, It's kind of a double whammy. You get to go play some games, maybe enter into the hobby competition and then walk around and see just, you know, a million freaking games and then also get to talk to the creators of the game. So um, a ton of fun. And then Indianapolis itself is a really, really enjoyable city to visit. So uh, I think you, I think you all have a recipe for success there. And my gosh, 255 events. <laughs> that's, that is, that is quite ambitious. I applaud you. That that's a lot of coordination. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying. We're, uh, we we want to keep growing and making sure that we are, growing at the appropriate rate so that we can grow our community. Cause that's, what's most important for us is to get more people to play. So we have more people to play with. So yeah, a hundred percent. That's, <laughs> that's what we're all about here too. And um, that's, I think that's the right call, right? Cause this is an industry that relies on people interacting with each other in a positive way. So you have to do things the, the correctly. Um, and it sounds like you are, well, man, that's a, that's a quite an ambitious uh, undertaking and, a 15 foot or I'm sorry, 18 foot long space Hulk that you built. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, if yeah. I'm, if I'm at Gen Con this year, I'm definitely going to come by and say hi. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I think it might be uh, Jason and Frankie this year, but, uh, wish you guys a ton of success, uh, guys and gals. It sounds like you have a really, really cool event going there. Okay. It, it will be pretty awesome. And, uh, hope to see you guys there and, um, you know, hopefully get in a game of space. Hulk. <laughs> that would be super fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sean, and I hope you have a great day, and hopefully we'll see you at Gen Con. All right, thank you.